you need more self-motivation, but that's why you need to be rooted in something that's gonna get you through the hardest times. Because I'll tell you what, if you're in this for money, you're not gonna last in the ring, bro. If you put someone who's in it for money in the ring with me, I will most definitely outwork them. You gotta be rooted in something way deeper than money to get through the shit that you're signing up to go through. From my experience, the people that is in it for the accolades and for money tap out the fastest. Yo, what's going on, gang? Tune into the podcast really quick here. I just want to say thank you so much for those who just been rocking with me since day one. And shout out for those tuning in for the first time. I appreciate you all for hitting that play button. I'm super excited about this episode because I got my guy, John Henry, on here. And listen, man, we talk about a little bit of everything. I mean, what it was like at the age of 18 to start and launch his own business, uh, what his parents thought about it, how did they support him to scaling and branching off to Harlem Capital, how did that transpire to building core, solid relationships with people in his inner circle and in his city and community and growing that and also now uh, transitioning into his new venture, which is called Loop, uh, which is in the auto insurance industry. You guys definitely want to check it out. Uh, I can't wait for you all to listen to this episode. It was a great conversation. And so listen, as you're listening throughout the episode, and if you're finding any value in it, it will mean the world to me. It will mean the world to me if you left a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know what you thought about the episode. And we're going to do what we do best here on this podcast, which is level up. So let's do it. Are you ready? Level Up Daily, the hottest podcast for self-growth with interviews from the hottest celebrities. Tola, level me up. Tola, level me up. Yeah. Now, your host, DeAndre Evans. Tola, level me up. Tola, level me up. Yeah. It's time to level up. Now level up. Yo, what's up, ladies and G's? Much love to those returning and shout out for those tuning in for the first time. I'm your host, DeAndre Evans. And today I have a very special guest. Uh, I have someone here who is 28 years of age, right? He's already amassed a lifetime full of accomplishments. He's an entrepreneur, investor, TV show host, uh, real estate developer, vlogger, and a podcast host. Uh, but the crazy thing is, man, he's been around the world doing some amazing things. I mean, he's Forbes 30 under 30 honoree who built and sold a million dollar business by the time he was 21. And also on top of that, he actually went out to create his first nonprofit business, which is an incubator, right? Um, and co-founded a company, which is a venture capital firm uh, called Harlem Capital that raised well over $40 million dollars. Uh, for minority-owned businesses, and today I have him here, uh, none other than my guy, John Henry. What up, John? How you feeling, man? Yo, what's good? How you feeling, man? Good, good. Can't complain, really. Can't <laughs> complain. I'm glad to have you on, man. I'm super excited to have you, and uh, can't wait to dive into every little thing that's going on in your life, and if you can, just tune in and uh, let people know where you're calling in from right now. Uh, I'm in PA at the moment, uh, New, York, New York area, where I'm born and raised. And I'll be in Austin, Texas in a couple of weeks, baby. Let's get it. Hey, let's go. Let's go. So listen, <laughs> if you guys are in uh, Texas, you got a heads up right there. So definitely tap in with a man and uh, make sure you guys check him out. But listen, John, what I like to do, honestly, man, to kick things off, to be super transparent here, because right now it's Thursday, right? And we got this little thing, society, where we do throwback Thursday, right? So I would love mm -hmm. to do like a version of that with you and your lifestyle on how you actually became the businessman that you are. So if you could just open up a little bit, tell the world about you and uh, how you got started in the business realm. Yeah, man, um, for sure. I am proud son of immigrant parents, first and foremost, from Dominican Republic. Grew up broke in, in Washington Heights in uh, uh, Project Building. Um, and um, 
yeah, just super humble beginnings. Uh, learned to make a lot out of a little. Learned to hustle hard. Um, school was not my thing. Um, jobs were not my thing. Got fired a lot. Um, and so I was working as a doorman and one of the residents gave me an opportunity to get started in business with him. And, um, I said, yeah, uh, I said, fuck it. And I went and I started doing it. I was 18 years old and I haven't looked back since. Um, but I think the, the underlying DNA is big heart. My heart's always with the same communities that I come from, uh, is make a lot out of a little, um, and is doing doing has always been my greatest teacher far more than books which i love to read um eh, far more than you know anything really so those three pillars doing big heart and make a lot out of a little uh, has definitely got me where i am today love it man i love that intro and i know a lot of people like man this is gonna be a great podcast i can feel it already you know so to, to dive more into that aspect of you uh stepping out you said at 18 to really step into the business world and get things going. Like, what was that like? Like, what was that mindset? Um, did you grow up, you know, in the business savvy household or did you kind of like piece it together on your own and just like watch people? Like, how did that come about really? Yeah, no, no, no guidance. Um, you know, um, uh, my father wasn't a banker. Neither was my neighbor when it came to getting paper. Who the hell was going to train us? That's Nas. Um, yeah, no guidance, bro. Um, but what you have is the streets and what you have is pound and pavement. And, you know, and you have Nipsey Hustle right behind you, you know, who also had no blueprint. Um, but just because you don't have a blue, if you, if you have one, if you're blessed enough to have one, a blueprint in your family or you're somewhere in your immediate network, take advantage of it. That's the blessing. If you don't, that's also a blessing because then you get to, nurture and develop your own style and so you do need more self-motivation you need more self-motivation but that's why you need to be rooted in something that's going to get you through the hardest times because i'll tell you what if you're in this for money you're not going to last in the ring bro if you put someone who's in it for money in the ring with me i will most definitely outwork them most definitely you got to be rooted in something way deeper than money to get through the shit that you're signing up to go through. From my experience, the people that is in it for the accolades and for money tap out the fastest. One year, two years, three years, you're done. If you're in it because you love the game, if you're in it because you want to change your family situation, if you're in it because you want to change your community, if you're in it because you want to be the best version of yourself that you could be, then maybe you might last. Um, so that's the mindset that I went into it with, man. And, um, and I'm really proud that, you know, 10 years in, I could say that, wow, um, I can't necessarily say I've made it, but I can say I'm doing it. And that to me is way more important than making it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, bro. I, I definitely resonate with that. And I can relate 1000%, man, not having that blueprint and pretty much just figuring it out on your own. I know when I first got started in the industry, I had really no one to look to, right? I know I had to learn the the, the conflict of, you know, not seeking opinions, but instead seek counsel. So I tell all my students, everybody I come across, that's just like a major part of my lifestyle that I learned is that you know, though you go to your family, your friends, right, and you expect them to support you and to really push you, but nine times out of 10, you know, they may hit you with the, I don't think it's going to work, or uh, maybe little Johnny down the street did it, but it didn't pan out well, right? And it's not mm -hmm. that they didn't love you and didn't support you, 
It's just that they didn't understand your vision, right? They didn't understand what you were trying to pursue. So for me, I had to take that same initiative and really build my name. And I started to seek counsel from those who were obviously experienced in what I'm trying to do and accomplish. So I totally relate to that, brother, 1,000%. And uh, to really dive in, into that a little bit more, because um, I'm, I'm super curious and I love the topic of relationships. Uh, I think it's like a, a solid concrete pillar in, in growing your brand, your business and lifestyle overall. Like, what was that? Uh, initial conversation with your parents. I, I'm not sure, you know, if you can dive into that, you know, being an 18 year old, you know, kid getting this opportunity, right, to dive and build this, this massive empire. Like, what were mom and dad saying to you? Like, were they like, no, don't do it? Or, you know, were they supporting you? Yeah, no, they definitely were not super into it. Um, you know, it was definitely not a household that um, was super welcoming of taking professional risks because the, the the attitude was like, yo, we just took this massive risk and come to this country and we don't know anyone and blah, blah, blah. So therefore, your ass better stay in line and do some things that will guarantee that you'll have a better life than us. That was really the, the perspective that they were coming at it with from. Uh, and I definitely understand that. Um, but there comes a time in which you have to draw the line and decide what you want for yourself. Because a lot, a lot of people don't because you get criticized, you get judged, you become a disappointment. People might say, oh, I thought you were doing this. Now you're doing that. And like all kinds of things that people will project onto you compounded, that, that starts to get heavy. And so people say, eh, let me not deal with that. And so they'll, as, they'll shy away from the discomfort that comes with stepping into being who you want to be. And as a result, they might go 10, 20, 30 years living someone else's life. And for me, the trade-off was like, if, if you, yeah, like you have to want what's on the other side of disappointment and judgment more than you're afraid of the judgment. I like that. Right. Cause like, because you're going to deal with that temporary discomfort most definitely for at least a two, three year period. Yeah, definitely. And if you what? can't stomach it for that period of time, then you'll buckle and you'll go back to, well, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Well, and by the way, I'm not saying that like I didn't go through those, those emotions. Yeah. Like Nip, Nip said behind you, man, I went through every emotion. Right. <laughs> I went through every emotion, bro. And I, and every time I went through the full rung of emotions, I ended up determining this is still for me. That's real. And so that's why I say you got to be rooted in something way, way deep because you are going to go through every emotion. Mm. Well, I figured out the title for this episode <laughs> that quick, <laughs> right? Got to be rooted. <laughs> I love mm -hmm. that, man. Definitely, definitely not. And I respect that. And uh, I, I'm, I'm curious to know, because at 18, right, you, you, you're building this business, you're getting your branding name out there, you're making mad money, right? Like, what was your mindset, right? Just to be super transparent, if you could, like making this income, you know, what were you thinking? Like, man, I'm about to buy the clothes, I'm about to, you know, or were you thinking, no, I'm going to double down I on the business? I, or, nah, what, I definitely <laughs> was getting clothes and shit. Um, I was into suits at the time. I was definitely getting expensive suits. I was, uh, I was going out to nice dinners. I was, uh, I, I was focused on the business though. I'll tell you that I was like, my shit was just grind hard on the business and then making sure that, and then also when I went out, um, I I'm not a club guy, so I never did clubs or anything, but, um, when I would go out and I would go and have dinners with people, 
I would just be like, yo, get, you know, get whatever you want. It's on me. You know, I was that kind of guy. I wasn't a, like, a, yo, I'm a cop the Jays and shit like that. But I was a, like, I was a, it's on me kind of guy. Um, uh, gotcha. so I, de I definitely was doing that. Um, and yeah, you know, you're a young kid, you're making a little bit of cash. Um, you're definitely going to not know how to, how to manage that cash, how to hold on to it, what, you know, what to do with it. Um, and I'm glad, I'm glad that I went through that and lost a bunch of cash, made a bunch of cash, lost it back, made it back. Um, because like anything, it takes repetition. And so I'll rather have learned those, those, those money lessons in the micro and build me up to have a much, much better um, grip on all that stuff now as I'm entering into much larger ventures. Gotcha. You, gotcha. You. Yeah, I know, man, for me, making that type of money, I'm balling out of control. But no, I definitely <laughs> probably do the same thing respectfully, too, though. You know, I'm always been a, a culture guy. I make sure I take care of my people first and then I go get everything else that I need later. You know, the material things to me, I can buy that whenever, right? So make sure mm -hmm. the foundation is strong. So I, I respect that, man. And listen, I know I only got you for a limited amount of time. So I got to get got to get through some some key things here. I love to touch up on. I know a lot of people are curious about as well, because I know you sold this business, right? Your, your laundry uh, business and, and cleaning company. And then you transitioned and went and started your Harlem Capital with three other gentlemen, right? Mm hmm. Can you talk to me about that and tell us, you know, how that process, you know, came about or that vision and how you guys really came together? Because honestly, I'm going to be super transparent. It's kind of difficult to get brothers and sisters together to really build something of value and scale it. So can you talk to me about that a little bit? Yeah, 100 percent, man. Um, yeah, definitely. We came together with a few friends and we thought, hey, um, let's put a little bit of money to work. You know, let's see if we can let's see if we can make investments together. And we just, we were just investing 2000 a piece, you know, between four guys, 8,000, you know, we might stretch up to 2.5 each, get it up to 10,000. And, um, and if you have $10,000 check, then the next, then, so the first thing you gotta do is find someone who is disciplined enough to put, to put together two and a half thousand, which is difficult to do in our communities, but you'll find them with enough time. And then from there you say, all right, bet. Well, then the next consideration is, well, what do you want to put it into? And so we put money in a cafe, we put money in a little bit of a dental practice, we put, you know, we got into a couple of media companies and different things. And over time, over time, by the way, two years, two and a half years doing this. Yeah. And the cafe went kaput and the dental practice never made any money yeah. and the real estate got jammed up, but the venture kind of was doing all right. Yeah. And so, you know, this is why I say, that's why I started saying like, yo, experience is the best teacher because we we learned we learned what were asset classes we liked we learned how to make investments we learned how to build the brand um and it was just starting small um and eventually we knew that we wanted to take a stab at doing it professionally and so we sought to go and raise some capital and um we thought yo we're doing this all right I, I, by that time we had made eight, eight angel investments and we're like, yo, I think that people would give us their money yeah. to invest on their behalf. Cause there are a lot of rich people with idle money. Mm. People who come from like where I come from feel like everyone has no money because yeah. we grew up with no money. Right. But then you start to understand that there's that actually there's a lot of people with cash and they have more cash and they have time. And they want to put that capital they to work. They need to deploy it. And so they either find other companies to invest in directly 
or they find other people who make a full-time affair of finding the companies. Mm. I love right? that. And so they deploy the capital. Yeah. And so then you're talking about, you know, asset management pretty much. And then, so then who controls the capital? Well, whoever controls the capital controls who gets funded. And then whoever gets funded has a better chance of making it big. So it's all super interconnected. Um, and that's what we became very interested in that financial picture. And we were like, yo, well, what happens if we control the capital? So that's what that whole thing was about. I love that. I love that concept and that breakdown too. And I hope a lot of people are taking some copious notes because I'm over here scribbling on paper and trying to, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm a big learner, man. I'm a listener for sure. But listen, man, I I appreciate that insight. And I hope a lot of people can take heed to that and apply it to their lifestyle as well. And really, you know, build relationships with their team, the inner circle to start something within their city to give back to people right now. And I admire that and commend you guys for your effort. And I did want to say, because I noticed that in the media, right? <laughs> they said you stepped down and you took a, a different position and, and now you off onto a new venture. So like I say, I, I wanna talk about a little bit of everything and I would love to hear more about your new company that you're starting off with auto insurance, right? Called Loop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Perfect, perfect. So I'd love to talk about that and uh, how that transpired. Cause I know you go from, you know, 18 year old to, you know, laundry industry to Harlem Capital to now starting the auto insurance. And I know people of color, man, we like, oh, that's a big, a big leap. You know what I'm saying? So. How did that transpire for you? Yeah, man. Happy to also talk about the transition. I mean, we, you know, we raise a lot of money in Harlem Capital, raised $40 million. Um, and those guys are in the midst of raising a second fund right now. It's going to be even bigger outcome. Um, and so I think in everything we do, you, I think, I think in everything we do, you benefit from asking yourself if you still want to do the thing that you said you wanted to do. Um, and because, you know, first we start with an idea of what we want for ourselves and we speak it so much and so often that we embody it. And then you embody that idea. And when you embody that idea, then it becomes your reality. And then when you're there, remember, you only ever wanted to be there. But then when you're there, you say, okay, well, do I like this? And, and I like the freedom of being able to ask that question and answer it honestly. And I think in my particular case, with being a fund manager, I was like, I don't like being a fund manager. And the cool thing was I had a chance to chop with my boy, Gary V, because I'm signed to speaking agency Vayner speakers yesterday. Um, and I was like, yo, GV, like I, I, you know, I left HCP and he was like, bro, let me tell you a story. He's like, you, I've known him for a long time. So he was like, yo, I used to have a $25 million fund called Vayner RSE. And then he's like, we were raising a hundred million dollar fund and I had $88 million raised and I, in the, like I gave it all back because he realized he didn't like managing people's monies either because he likes being a fucking operator. And I was like, yo, me too. So, so like, I just had that moment where I was like, bro, I like being a fucking operator. I like rolling my sleeves up. I like, you know, and, and not that, not that fund managers don't, but it's just a different game altogether. So I was like, yo, let me go back to what makes me feel like a fucking kid again. You know, let me, let me, And so now I'm just such a big fan of like, do that shit that just your energy is insane when you do it. Because I'm telling you right now, the output that I have right now, I've never had this kind of output. I am on fire right now. (laughs) I'm, I'm cranking, I'm pushing, I'm pumping, I'm motivating, I'm doing everything. And I'm like, yo, that's because I'm doing something I want to do. I love doing this. And, and so just to make the return to that has me 
knowing that I'm, I'm, I'm definitely um, in tune with what I got to be doing in myself. And um, yeah, so what I'm doing now is, is, is a company called Loop. And um, yeah, insurance is very racist, man. Insurance is very biased. They price people based on your, your demographic data, right? So who you are, your credit score, your income. Um, we don't believe that any of that matters. We don't believe that any of that should be used to price you. And so instead, we, uh, we just measure the safety of the roads and your, and your driving behavior. We feel that those are the only two things that should go into pricing you. So, so we're creating a lot more equitable insurance. We're creating a really big hearted company because I feel like people don't feel like their insurers really deeply love them. You know, it's just like a faceless giant corporation. You got to jump on the phone when some shit happens. And it's like, bruh, we like the same people that get unfairly priced and get overpriced and underestimated and underinsured. Like that's a big chunk of the population that right now there's not a single brand that's saying, yo, we see you and like, we're building for you. Mm -hmm. And um, if you think about it, it's actually the same thing we did at Harm Capital. A lot of the VCs overlooked the black community and women because they were going for the Silicon Valley, bro. Yeah. So they built a lot of big businesses. Cool. Amen. But then when we built the brand specifically for our communities, we became category dominant, right? Because you're yeah. building for, you're building in their blind spots. So what we're doing is Loop is building in the insurance industry's blind spot. They have it in their head that if you're lower income, if you have student loans debt, so you're bogged down in a little bit of credit, if you don't own your home, if you don't work a white collar job, they'll say, oh, you're non-standard, you're risky, which is really just proxy for you're not rich and white, <laughs> if we were to keep it a buck, right? So we're building in their blind spots. And in every big industry, if we want to extract it now to a lesson, in every big industry, by definition, when they get so big, there's blind spots. There's things that they over, there's people that they overestimate. There's things that they don't think are as important. There's trends coming up in the future that they don't think are, are substantial. There's blind spots. And as a new market entrant, you have to find those blind spots and build specifically for the people in those blind spots. And that's how you grow. And by the time you grow, it's a lot more difficult for them to pivot than for a small company to pivot. So it actually becomes a lot easier for them to buy you than to build you. And at that point, if you like the figure, take the check. If you don't say, fuck you, you had your chance and you keep growing until it's too late for them. Wow, man. I love that, man. <laughs> I love that breakdown. And I hope a lot of people over here take some notes still, man. Like you give a lot of knowledge. And I just want to say, man, I, I honor you again, just because I got to give you your flowers while you're here. You know, because you you are leading by example. Like I've been Thank watching you. your work. If I'm being super honest and transparent, like man, this guy been crushing. I'm seeing the content everywhere. I see how you double <laughs> down, how you moving. I like the way you move. Like you 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 in the light, but you're not. You know what I'm saying? You're not trying to overexert yourself and be something that you're not. And you just go and pound that. it every single day. I'm like, yo, that dude, <laughs> I, I mess with him. So I know a lot of people Respect. tuning in, like, Respect. yo, John the shit, you know. <laughs> so look, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, keep leading, bro, because you know, we, we need that. Thank we really do you, need bro. it in our, our community. And I'm I'm a part of it too, you know, and trying to do my best and make sure we can control our narrative. That's the biggest thing for me. And so as a as a host, right, is bringing people on like yourself and deploying out your message properly. I'm just trying to do my part as well. So thanks for being here, bro. You're, you're definitely doing that. And uh, yeah, man, you know, 
uh, it you're you're walking the path right now. And I could tell, you know, you're a good brother. You're out here doing it. And, uh, you know, small things become big things, man. So, um, you know, we're all here. Like I have at the end of the day, I have respect for people that walk the path because a lot a lot harder to walk in it to talk it, you know. Facts, man. Facts. <laughs> so listen, uh, I know we talked about loop and I want to dive a little bit more into it as far as like what people can expect when using the app and getting into it. How can they sign up? You know, where is it launching at first? Is it in certain areas? Uh, and what can they expect from it? 100%, man. Yeah, go to loopinsure.co and just join the wait list. Um, really would appreciate you guys joining the wait list. It's, it's a big help to us because it helps us understand where the demand is coming from. Right. So we have a lot of demand in Michigan, actually, because it, insurance is very expensive in Michigan. We have a lot of demand in New York. We have a lot of demand in Texas, Ohio, Illinois, PA. Non-coincidentally, a lot of the metro areas really need us. So um, so we're working towards it, guys. We, we're launching in Texas first this is why I'm moving out there. And then shortly thereafter, we'll be in Illinois, Pennsylvania, Ohio, New York. Um, and then from there, we hope to keep expanding nationwide. But you know, insurance is a tough business is regulated at the state level. So you got to go and get approved state by state is a lot of reg, you know, it's regulatory complications. There's underwriting excellence you need to have. There's marketing you need to have. You need to be capitalized. So we went and we were fortunate and raised three and a, three and a quarter million dollars. Um, and uh, yeah, man, we uh, were doing the impossible. I think a lot of people start brokerages. Um, but when you start a brokerage, you kind of have like a cool looking front end layer, but then you're selling State Farm. We decided, yo, we're going to actually be our own vertically integrated insurance company. If we're ever going to change the system, we can't plug into a system that already kind of doesn't consider our, our communities. We need to do it from the ground up and control the, the consumer experience end to end from acquisition but also underwriting, claims handling, policy administration, everything, bro. So um, so that's what we're doing. So anyway, yeah, follow me at John Henry Style, of course, but please tap in, go to loopinsure.co, join the wait list. Let me know you join the wait list and I'll be sure to hit you back. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome, awesome, man. I appreciate that so much. And like I say, I know I don't have you long, so I do want to end it on one final question for the audience. I know they, they'd kill me if I didn't ask you this because they all want to know, right? So, um, you know, what's that one piece of advice you can give that young entrepreneur, right? That person that's hungry, trying to hit the pavement, hit the ground running, and they're like, man, I'm trying, but it's not working. You know, they need that little extra push to get them out there and uh, jump off that cliff so they can soar. Yeah, I would say make it simple for yourself. Um, focus on... This advice, especially for, for young folks or for, for new people getting in, it's like, yo, focus on shit that gets you excited because at the end of the day, you being excited about something is going to give you the energy to get to go through the pains long enough for you to get good at it. That's really the secret. It's like, if you don't have an insane amount of energy for the thing that you're doing, it's going to be hard for you to get good at it. So take this time while you're young to just play around with for, you know, try a bunch of different stuff. And, and when you find that thing that you, that you kind of fucks with and you're like, yo, I like this and I could do this, even if it's dancing or art, or, you know, even if it's, I want you to be honest with yourself. If it's not what you thought it was, but you're like, damn, I kind of like this shit. Sure. Just focus on that. Be why? Because it's not about breadth. It's not about knowing a little bit about everything. It's just like, you're going to build depth in your perspective around this thing that you do so well with your own flair and that actually builds your value and that allows you to earn a lot of income 
And then earning income allows you to then build infrastructure around you and hire people and get gear and equipment and things like that. So, but, but first you got to tinker, tinker for a couple of years and then, you know, uh, follow, follow that shit that you love doing. And then you're going to become a beast. And when you, when you're a beast, you, a lot of doors open for you. So, um, so yeah, so do shit that excites you so that you could become a beast. Yo, you heard it from John Henry himself. Y'all, you know what you got to do. You got to get out there. Y'all, you got to get activated. Let's go. <laughs> beast mode, baby. <laughs> and I appreciate that, brother. And I do uh, appreciate you taking time out to do this. Like I say, I wish we can go longer. Uh, maybe we could do like a part two to this because I got more questions. I know people would love to chime in and get a little bit more in depth about your story and everything. But um, listen, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much for taking time out. And um, from us, from the Level of Daily Podcast, thank you and uh, much success to you. My brother, DeAndre, be well, man. Good Likewise. to chop. Hit me. Let me know. Let Nick know when, when it's live and I'll be sure to push it for my channels as well. My God. Appreciate it, brother. Talk to you in a minute, man. Peace, man. Yo, what's going on, gang? Tuning back into the podcast. I just want to say thank you so much for showing love and, and tuning into this episode. Listen, if you found any value in this conversation, uh, feel free to go ahead and go back to your favorite part, screenshot it, tag me on Instagram at DeAndre underscore Evans. That's D-A-N-D-R-E underscore E-V-A-N-S. And also you can tag John Henry Style as well. That's his Instagram. That's his handle. I'll put that all down below in the description. And I just want to say I appreciate each and every one of you again for this rocking with us i got some more special guests coming up some more exclusive episodes some more content popping off uh some more big news some things i'm working on that's really gonna uh change a lot of lives and i can't wait to share here pretty soon but listen stay tapped in uh make sure you are subscribed to this podcast if you are not and also make sure you leave that five star rating and review on apple Podcasts at level up daily you can search it you can find it go ahead and drop your two cents i would love to read each and every one of them and also i'll shout you out as well on my social media uh just go ahead and tag me in it as well so thank you so much and until next time guys much love peace and blessings